Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're fine or they're fine, from good times to grade nine, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. Saw a falling leaf, good luck, jump to grab. Much to my surprise, it's my co-host, Evan. Given arrows to shoot tornadoes down, he would shoot them down to the ground oh it's my co-host saker all the way to the ground all the way to the ground wow delightful thank you that's i've never been more honored um i understand that that is a metaphor no nah. we'll talk about it it's more when we talk very about the straight song. it's a straight down the plate but if i gave you a quiver if i give you an infinite amount of arrows okay do you think you could defeat a natural weather phenomenon <laughs> <laughs> like if i filled an if i shot a cloud full of arrows if i shot a bunch of arrows holes in the cloud yeah that i could get rid of a storm right i think so i think that's how clouds were <laughs> like, we don't are... they just like deflate that's why you have to fly either above or below them in sure. an airplane so if you fly through a cloud like you just get drenched right because it's just they're just full of water right <laughs> so i can pop them like a balloon that's where rain comes from i think <laughs> this is the not just the stripped down know nothing podcast about the bare naked ladies it's also the stripped down know nothing science podcast yes yes yes, yes yes that's how there are three types of clouds uh-huh there are cumulonimbus uh-huh there are big biggins uh-huh and, <laughs> and cute then ones. <laughs> and there's this, this the skinny boys yeah those are the only you know three you, kinds. The little wispy guys uh-huh. who uh you know, they just follow you like vultures as you and walk along the road. There are also vape clouds. I think oh, science yeah, has determined where they the vape goes. There is a fourth cloud because like it just disappears. Everyone, it looks like it disappears. Like everyone's vaping. They're like, no, it just disappears, man. Foolish. It actually just goes into the sky and becomes clouds. One hundred percent. If correct. you were flying in a plane and you opened your windows, you would smell like grape. <laughs> grape, <laughs> <Yes>. grape vape <laughs> juice. Grape vape. Oh man, do you think there's a grape vape parody called Grape Vape? Yet? Or just just vape ape. Vape ape, that's even better. That's way you punched up my mine one hundred percent. So Do you think I bet apes would vape? Boy, I really love this new format for ours where we just say do you think to each other over and over again. Do you think you could kill a storm? Do you think there's a vape ape? Do you think uh, do you th- like I remember watching a, a video about an ape that lo- that somehow figured out how to smoke and uh-huh. loved smoking. Okay. So they they get pissed off it gets pissed off when it doesn't get his cigarettes. <laughs> That's the, the other end of this yeah, yeah, the other apes would take them and eat them. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah, I guess it's just leaves, isn't it? And yeah. I mean, apes love I don't think leaves? it would taste too good. Yeah, apes uh, love No, leaves. nothing Shoots science and berries. Podcast. In between eating pizzas and bananas, uh-huh. apes love a good leaf. Sure. Checks out. Gotta get that roughage in you. Do you know who else loves eating pizzas? <laughs> yes, I do. I know you do. Let me tell the listener. He's a musician who works with Comedy Sports and Second City, and he's the king of pianists, pianist of kings, on Off Book, the improvised musical podcast. It's Scott Passarella. Hi, Scott. How are you? I love eating pizzas. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> good, good. I knew, you know what? I took a guess, but I was pretty sure that you probably did. What would be you your favorite? nailed it. <laughs> what would be your favorite non-traditional topping on a pizza? So no, no topping that is currently on a pizza. What would you put on it? Oh man! Oh wait, no, no topping that is currently on a pizza. Right? Yeah, yeah you can't say you can't oh. say a, a topping you could actually order. <laughs> I mean, this question gets harder and harder every year with the state of uh, oh, I know. food science, man. Ah, kids today, right? Um, I'm gonna go like uh, you know those sour straws. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put one of those on a pizza. Let me see what happens. Sure, a little dessert pizza. What about like yeah. a like a thanksgiving pizza with like turkey and oh, ranch, I take my, you know what i take my answer back that's a way better idea <laughs> yeah, mashed potatoes and no, stuff oh man oh, yeah. I, think, 
Ian's Pizza in Chicago, I believe I had a macaroni and cheese pizza one time. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and again, that's why my like my, that question is, I'm like, dude, I don't know what's going on pizza now. I think everything. There's there If there is a Thanksgiving pizza, someone tell us. Like, I, Please, hashtag... Hashtag uh, Pete'sGiving and at Scott Passarella on Twitter. Don't at BinDunPod. We don't care, but Scott needs to know. I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> gravel probably gravel. would be. <laughs> you you are like a chicken. I forgot. You need gravel to push all my the rest croup. of it croup through your my system. Gullet. Do you man, when I used to watch Ninja Turtles, they used to get like bubblegum pizzas and whatever. They used to order oh, oh. bullshit, right, on their pizzas, but it oh, always God. looked amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's the end yeah. of that story. Is I had no like follow up. A... <laughs> is there a pizza place anywhere that will put anything on a pizza? Like if you like call ahead. I doubt it. No. Like, like, no. there like those hot dog places where you can put like they have like seventy two hundred sure. different toppings. Yeah, Why don't you do check that with the, the pizza, with a pizza place. I think that's like yeah, they, those exist. Like Blaze Pizza, but you can't put anything on. Right, them. but this is like something with like seventy two hundred different toppings. Scott, wow. let's you talk a little bit about dirt the from parking lot. The naked ladies. This Not, pizza covered in teeth. This, oh, you could do like non-arsenic pizza? Could you have them kill you? I don't think so. Listen, I almost got us off this subject. Then <laughs> you said teeth and you got me interested again. Um, Scott, you are uh, on the podcast Off Book, one of my favorite podcasts. It's so much fun. Um, and you're kind of... So Zach and Jess and their guests improvise an entire musical. They've been on this uh, show before. Listeners, if you haven't listened to Alternative Girlfriend, go ahead and do that. They were excellent. Um but I think that like you are, you are such a like a character on the show because without you, like you put so much comedic timing into everything that you do. Um, Thank you. Yeah, but like, can you talk about like what it takes to be a comedian without using your voice? Just use. I mean, do you, do you kind of? I mean, oh. obviously, you kind of agree, right? That you're. I you're... I a hundred percent agree, and I think you just basically like. <laughs> answered a ton of other people's questions for me where they're like how do you play improvised music and i'm like well <laughs> try and do improv first and then take away all the words and then sure then, yeah so so i mean it's just is it just like feeling it in the moment or are there like things that you lean on like tricks or i you know what i i will say that there are tricks but there are so many hundreds and thousands of them sure. that you know at this point they just feel like part of the uh regular uh deal i don't know for uh for tricks i find that it's uh i feel like it's kind of uh the job of the pianist to sort of and i hate this word uh, but in improv we call it pimping when you sort of force another improviser <laughs> to do something sure uh and the nicest thing about being a pianist is that like no matter what you say like here say any phrase right now uh macaroni and cheese pizza but up but up but and now you have to sing it <laughs> yeah okay absolutely <laughs> So mostly it's just forcing people into things they don't want to do. Sure. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay, yeah. And that's, I mean, that really does come through on the show. You're, you're fantastic at leading kind of the charge uh, when it comes to the new songs and stuff, which is well, I, really I, tr fun. I'm lucky enough that I know that like if I do that to Zach or Jess, they will be like, ah, I have to now. <laughs> All right. right. Yeah, it's a good what? amount of trust and I love it. What what is your history with improv then? Did you do a lot of of improv before you got into musical oh, improv? Comedy sports, high school league, bro. Yeah, nice. Uh, from uh, age fifteen to I think uh, eighteen. Holy uh, shit! Comedy yeah. sports. Yeah, yeah. They they have a little high school league all over California and I think other oh. places, but I don't know. So it's like uh, football. <laughs> um. 
in the sense that no one is popular or uh, attractive. Mm. Um, so not that, no. But other than that, yes. yes. <laughs> sure. You still hit each other, and you have to carry a ball across stage, but no one is popular pads or attractive. On stage. Yeah, 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 sure, yeah. yeah. And you <laughs> keep score. feel better. Yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's interesting. So did you uh, do you still do improv comedy that isn't musical comedy? When I get the chance. So, like, for the most part, maybe once a month I'll get to do a show like that. But the oh, majority cool. of time I spend is behind the piano. So, again, I'm talking right now. This is amazing. There's nothing <laughs> in front of my hands. I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's true. I, I got to say that I, uh, I definitely wanted to have you on here. And hearing your voice is very bizarre. <laughs> I don't know what I thought I was getting, but... Nope. Welcome yeah. to the strangeness. Sure. you talking. Um, so, uh, we're talking about Bare Naked Ladies today. Do you have any history with the band? Do you remember hearing them? Are you a fan? Are you... I, Tell me about it. I, Bare Naked Ladies is a complicated subject for me. I have never been sure. a fan. I will be abundantly sure. clear about that. But I think the reason I like Bare Naked Ladies is that I see so much of what I would be without a little more guidance in the Bare Naked <laughs> Ladies. Okay, so they are the unstructured Scott Passarella. <laughs> they're they're a, a, a warning of things to come. Uh, they're they're my uh, ghost second, of like, future. ghost of Christmas yeah. future kind of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, you listen to them, and they're like, clearly they're they they're fun loving. They got a sense of humor. They don't think all songs have to be, you know, good. In in <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you. You said it. Uh, but yeah, uh, I I admire the um, the adorableness of the of the band. Uh, but no, I don't like the band. No, totally understandable. Yeah. And actually, I feel like it works better sometimes if we have people who shit on the Bare Naked Ladies on this podcast. It makes for a good dichotomy. Yeah. So that's what Saker's plan is. Yeah, that's my plan. Well, I, I usually fulfill that role on a lot of episodes. Fair. But I, I have to ask, sidebar, when Zach and Jess came on, did they say anything mean about the band at all or only nice things? They were really kind. I'm trying to remember. Of course they were. You know, they mostly talked about Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. There was very little bare naked ladies talk in general. So, all right. But yeah, they all were. Right. They were. Of we course, didn't really very comment kind. on what kind of dinosaur all the the boys would be. I don't think we handled that, and I don't think we ever will. Do you think? I think they'd just be a pack. Of, they'd be a pack of raptors. A pack of velociraptors. Yeah. yeah so they you get together. after stage, they get nice. off. Clever girl. Sure. Yes. Absolutely. That's their promoter. <laughs> so you just see them slowly like picking instruments <laughs> and shrieking into the microphone. <laughs> oh, so they're literal. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so, uh, I totally, I mean, but you were kind of around for the renaissance of the, you know, the one week and sort of pinch me era of Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, I don't think that's a renaissance. Well, sure. I guess it was you'd their debut. You'd have to have something debut. good before yeah, you come right. back to, right? <laughs> right. Like, we're still waiting for a Bare Naked Lady renaissance. <laughs> well, that was the Big yes. Bang Theory theme was the renaissance, yeah. right? <laughs> I was, don't know. That was it. <laughs> it's possible. Um, it's like Byzantium. It, what's like Byzantium? Bare naked ladies. Okay, in I mean they had their they had their their empire and now oh. they're just kind of like still wow. alive for fourteen hundred <laughs> yes. years. Sure. I was waiting. This is yeah. me thinking that Byzantium was some sort of crystal or gem. Oh, no, <laughs> I, I am this an is idiot. Me sitting up last night, going like, "What empire does this band remind me of?" And now I remember. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you. Yeah, we have to. Evan does that with all the guests, and they always have that <laughs> aha moment. I mean, Stephen Page is like. <laughs> 
Romulus Augustulus, maybe. <laughs> sure, I could or... see. Do you want to assign them all Roman emperors while we're at it? Or no, I'll, I'll save that for a different t- different sure. cast. I think he's Romulus Augustus, and the rest of them are Velociraptors. Augustulus. Okay, that's Love it. <laughs> that's fine. Um. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, absolutely. I. I. Uh, that that's it was hard to avoid. Um. But the fact that you never really got into them, they they do a lot of improv stuff in concert as well. Um. So I I was I am always curious when I meet improvisers or talk to them on the podcast uh how much of of musical improv is um sort of like i wish i had a second shot at that or i'd you know i i would do that differently if i took it again uh and i'm sure that just in improv in general that's just sort of a a you know you can't think twice about things like that right yeah i mean I don't know. For me, I find that like improv is the thing that will make you do and say things that you never would have thought of. Mm-hmm. But I feel like once you kind of already know what you want to do, adding improv to the mix <laughs> right. is a real dangerous way to make it not make sense anymore. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. So you need to start from a place of uh, sort of a blank slate. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Like, yeah. I, it, the only reason we get away with doing the podcast every week is that right up top we say, "Hey, this is improvised." Right. Uh, you know, if yeah. we were to just if we were just to make that and not tell people that we hadn't thought it out, people would be like, "Why did you choose actively to make these choices?" <laughs> sure. Yes. And absolutely. Why didn't you erase it two seconds later? And the answer is because we couldn't. So. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, one more question for you before we kind of jump into the song. The Bernie yeah. ladies use lots of like weird instruments in their song we've got like the kawika and the cassaba or the kabasa and uh all sorts of like flugelhorn flugelhorn on that first album um is there any like calliope (laughs) is there any instrument that that you find yourself attracted to that is not exactly a conventional instrument that you want to use more in your music uh the glockenspiel glockenspiel Dude, I was listening to a Bruce Springsteen song the other day, and like you're listening to Born to Run, and you're like, yeah, rock and roll, and there's glockenspiels and bells on top of every note. Like that is how that is how you pull off strength, man. Add Dean bells. <laughs> that's true. I've never really thought about Glass that. Glass harmonica. Glass harmonica. That's... Harmonica. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> there's no H in it. It's common misconception. <laughs> Glass harmonica. I think so. It's like an apostrophe harmonica. What is that? I some... don't know. I don't know what Ben Franklin was thinking. Okay, <laughs> that, that, I, I would think that that's some sort of vagrant, like... Uh, Glass harmonica. Sure, sure. No, you've said it several times. Glass harmonica. That does not clarify at all what a glass harmonica is. What if I said it louder? That would help me a lot, yes. Glass harmonica. Thank you, I have much appreciated. <laughs> um, so this week we are talking about a song called Hidden Speaking Sun. of comedy. Speaking of comedy. <laughs> if you've never heard Hidden Sun before, here's a quick sample. Come on, sound stumbling on the shade. Okay, so Scott, <laughs> I had a you know a comedian and improviser knew he was coming in for the podcast, and I gave you make this funny sun. for us. <laughs> yeah, make us yeah. laugh, funny man. <laughs> um, was this <laughs> is this the first time you'd heard this song? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> Okay, having never heard it before, just like, did you have any initial impressions right off the bat? 
I mean, I'll be honest, I listened to it twice and then started writing things down on the third listen, but I had so many initial impressions. Okay, <laughs> please. The first, well, like the first five seconds of that song when you're like, hey, I'm going to play you a Bare Naked Lady song, and then the song <laughs> starts, and I'm like, oh, okay, well... The thing I liked about this band is that they seemed fun, and this isn't sure. that. <laughs> so, <laughs> At all. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wrote down, sleepier than I expect from the small amount I've heard from this band. And then they do this weird... Okay, you remember how you mentioned the Bare Naked Ladies use, like, weird instruments? Mm-hmm. I Probably that's true. That is one of those bands where it's like, for as weird as you're getting, how can you still seem so uninteresting? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> No, one hundred percent. It's so bad. I'm gonna like meet these guys one day, and they'll be like, "Hey, you shat on me for an hour." I'll be like, <laughs> they, yeah, they, but like, they do listen to the podcast. Yeah, every religiously, one. everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. We get uh, they they read us letters like like snail mail letters. <laughs> yeah, it's very handwritten. Strange. I just applied for the band last week. I'm in trouble. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. So yeah, it's uh, it's just a strange beginning. And then continuation sure. for like six minutes. Uh, yeah, it's and, and you know this is kind of uh, we're we're in weird territory now because this whole album has been weirdly like semi serious. There are and and obviously you don't have the context of the whole album to speak to, but like there's been anti war songs on it, and there's been songs about cheating and songs about. But this uh-huh. is the first time when we get something that has not even an iota of playfulness to it from this band which is weirdly like i i feel like they're trying to usher themselves into a different era with this being the final song on the album right oh yeah this that makes sense okay yeah but it's it's a very strange so instead of like making this the thesis statement on the next album they're like hey just an fyi here's what you might get in the future (laughs) this sad Uh slow sort of yeah. Hidden tracks occupy like a strange liminal place, though, because it's not, I mean, it's part of the album, but sure. it's not a track. Yeah, and that's something that we wait should also... Wait a minute, this is a hidden track? This is after the last track on the album. You have to but wait like, for uh, like, like 15 three... seconds Yeah, it's like, it's not that long. Yeah, and then uh, this one, it, it just shares, it shares the track with the last track on the album, which is very weird. Uh, well, that's, yeah. That's what, that was a big thing in the 90s and early aughts was hidden, hidden tracks. And it, uh, it, oh, go ahead, Scott. Wait. So that, that's kind of a, a cheap move because now here I am listening to that song and judging it as if it's a real song. But now you've told me it's a hidden track and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> fine then. I'm all, all of a sudden super forgiving when it's like, no, 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 you still made this song and you still put it out. You sure. just hit it because you were embarrassed by maybe it not being as good as it should have been. It's Yeah, it's weirdly, it's not a B-side. I mean, it, it's on the album, mm-hmm. so it should be, you know, judged by and, the standards of the, and the album. Tra- and like the, the moniker hidden track is sort of false too because it's not really hit it's not hidden it's just a little bit farther down the road which is so like, well i guess i should stop here and not the road keeps going though that's weird why you did... drive around the corner and there's like a guy like hey <laughs> i just survived leukemia <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> well, why was this uh, why why do this i guess is my question what the fuck were they i think think it, it a hit a hidden track there's less pressure on a hidden track i think because again it's not it's not a track on the album it's right not a, it's not a, a hidden song so it's it, and this is Kev's first song, right? Where he's sure. a writer. So I, I think that this is sort of like a soft open for Kev Hearn. Right. Wait this a minute. Wait a another, minute. Wait a minute. A, another Who's piece first? of context for you, Scott. No, no, because like, uh, is uh, 
Tell me who that is in the band because so, I have a note. He Kevin is Hearn the is, keyboardist. Yeah, he's the keyboardist. I nailed it. I <laughs> nailed it. I wrote in my notes. I'm like, okay, the pianist definitely wrote this or just really wanted to rubber stamp his mark all over it. Oh, yeah. Ten points to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this, this is kind of his later on in different albums. He'll he'll become a main singer. But this was his debut sort of in singing mm-hmm. with the band and writing what, out. How many more albums did they put out? Oh, my friend. Sweet. Oh, Jesus, Maybe. your podcast will never Jesus. end. Basically, this is <laughs> They're the, still putting out albums. The end of album five, and they currently have 12 albums. So. No. <laughs> yeah. Word is they're working on a no. new one. I'm <laughs> so excited. I, I'm blown away. 12 albums? Yeah, they're, they're still going strong like today. Like I said, Byzantium. Byzantium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but did Rome continue for the next thousand years after? I guess it's yeah, yeah, still that's, around. Yeah, yeah, it's still around for 1,400 years yeah, the right. Ottomans came. Uh, yeah. Okay, so what what gave you what what gave you the hint that this was the the pianist, the keyboardist? Uh, <laughs> um, mostly just how much piano there is on it. <laughs> sure, no other instrument would ever <laughs> put this much piano on the song. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I think it all just kind of like added up in little ways. I started noticing it kind of felt like a Christmas song, and I'm like, you don't write Christmas songs on guitars. <laughs> In what way did it sound like a Christmas song? That's delightful. Man, man oh man, I can't, uh, I can't put it into. I mean, I put a bunch of things. It's like it's got a little hint of Bowie chord changes. I wrote, sure. uh, this feels like they might be giants. Wrote a Christmas song. <laughs> sure, uh, I can hear that. Huh. But uh, yeah, I, it's it is a very very weird one. And Ev, now that you say that, I can see like you know it's his debut, so they don't want to put it on the back of the track list. They don't mm-hmm. want people to consider it like a canon. Correct. song but it's still good enough to be on the album that's it's a weird kind of like pussyfooting around like yeah i mean for me a hidden track is like the silly all by myself song from dookie or like yes. a, a silly skit that didn't make it onto the you know that's a hidden track this yes. is uh, this is like the compromise between that guy leaving and forming a solo album <laughs> yes which he won't do for another like three albums but yeah it kind of feels like well we should try out somebody new we need a new vocalist yeah, there. yeah. um i'll tell you what like let that guy keep writing choruses because that chorus is delightful oh, the rest yeah. of the song doesn't make a lick of goddamn sense but... <laughs> yeah there's a lot of let's let's go let's talk about the lyrics first let's do a little uh, deep dive in here so oh, please yeah. yes so some some context now listen scott there's so much <laughs> history that you have to understand um so 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 basically and none of this is even on the album so you would never know unless that you were a bare naked ladies fan but the keyboardist just had a bout with leukemia and he got over or he he beat cancer basically and okay. it, like he wrote this song as kind of a response to it, I guess. See, again, it's a hidden track. The guy had cancer. I'm yeah. a total dick for shitting on it. Yeah, uh. what the fuck, Scott? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, so and it kind of, you know, suddenly things become unsound, you know, given arrows to shoot tornadoes down. So you have such little power to conquer this great big thing. Given arrows to shoot tornadoes down, shoot them down. So I like in those metaphors it makes sense, right? I guess. Absolutely. When you're when you know what they're thinking of. Sure. Yeah, you that's the problem is yeah, you kind of have to have the subject in mind before you start because otherwise it becomes this weird nebulous like nothing, right? Well, you can take whatever meaning you want from it. That's that's true too. I, I mean I mean I actually prefer songs this way instead of story songs. Oh, really? Yeah, that's just 
this is one of the first BNL tracks where I listened to it again and again because I liked it rather than because I had to. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, yeah, well, it is, this is, weirdly, as depressing and slow as this song is, it is kind of like a refreshing after-dinner mint for mm-hmm. BNL. Like, oh, okay, this is totally different. This is kind of like... Oh, this, this sort of music's my jam. Yeah, like, I like oh, yeah. this sort of, like, whispery, breathy vocals sun, and... Sun, sun, and some, uh, like understated musical accompaniment and things like that that's yeah. that's what i listen to given my druthers sure well as a you're not you're not really much of a poet you're really just a writer mm-hmm. i mean so but but i mean you have an appreciation for poetry um i do okay <laughs> you're so yeah, you would you would characterize me as that i would characterize you as a writer certainly i mean did you how do you feel poetically oh i thought this was great i mean it would, i really enjoyed this song because it i mean even well, understanding the the cancer aspect of it, it really spoke to me. I mean, I lost my dad to cancer, so it would kind of spoke to being in that situation. And I mean, it definitely resonated with, uh, you know, just being in that situation and being sort of helpless, like the person who always looked after me and always helped me out needing help himself. And sure. just like seeing, like I read into, like seeing someone who had been sort of unshakable, like a god to me as a small child, sure. be scared for the first time, like sure. truly scared. Now, I, and I'm with you there. And I think that speaks to verse three, right? right. Where it's talking about the animal and the car park in the dark and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Shivering madly in the dark like an animal abandoned in the car park But I got to I'm kind of with Scott on verse two, right? What the fuck? Oh. Soft falling leaf. Good luck, oh. jump to grab. That intro made me so happy, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, he's, uh, he's talking about the weight of context in moments where they're sort of like things that would normally be ephemeral to you have a lot of heft in the context of the fact that you're like sitting out. Just it, it happens a lot in, in media where like someone's going to die or something. Sure. And they're like wheeled out to like a, a sea cliff or something. Okay. They're looking and they'd see like a leaf fall or something like that. Okay. Those falling leaves are sort of like the talking about the like the in like the ephemerality of life and yeah. like everything is everything's in transition all the time but like seeing it and being like this is going to be my last f- autumn okay seeing, seeing these leaves fall and then seeing it seeing that turn into a butterfly okay he's okay. like oh wait maybe it's not over sort of thing so this is where it, tr- it turned to it turned for me and like he's talking about like it's sunkenness so it sank into him in the duration like it it, it filled up a surprisingly large part of his life oh. this moment just okay. the, the narrative heft that he's given it. Sure. That's how I read that. Yeah. So, Evan, can I ask a follow-up to that? Are you Please. Did you pick that up in the lyrics on first listen, or did you have to like look up what the song was about and then like look for that? Um, I picked up the 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 tone of it in the first listen. Like it was he was talking about like a moment having large a being larger than life but i didn't know i didn't know what it was like in relation to and then once the cancer stuff came in i'm like oh that makes a lot of sense he's dying and he's he's trying to give everything like trying to just trying to take it all in before he's gone sure so so wow. it, it hits you on an emotional level before it hits you on a logical right. sort of like and that's actually I how understand. i prefer it because i really sure. don't like lyrics sure <laughs> okay period <laughs> like i just prefer to let sort of the the voice wash over me what how about it's sunk in this in duration and it's sunk in this enduration, enduration in our lives. I, 
I, I, so I looked up in duration because I had never heard. That was a confusing line to me. At first, I thought he was saying like enduration, like like life is difficult to endure, right? Mm-hmm. And and I, I was, but it turns out that's not a word. Enduration right. is like a hardness, but not like difficulty. Like I thought he was saying in one word. Oh, duration. In, the second, like it sunk in this enduration, enduration in our lives. Yeah, it's such a small. It's it's just a, a, a eye blink, right? But it's okay. like it seemed like forever to him. Okay, 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 okay. All right, I feel you. And again, I, this is it, all metaphor, so my read is yeah, just as sure, valid or sure. invalid as anyone else's. Sure. I take I'm glad to hear you like being confused by the lyrics too, because for me, the thing that drove me nuts was like the prosody of it, where he will say like, and then she showed me the beauty of the human heart, and it's like. <laughs> It reminds me of that So I Married an Axe Murderer poetry. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's yeah. got a very Shatner-esque uh, uh, vibe. Whoa, well, man. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm with you there. Whoa, and, uh, man. Whoa, man. <laughs> whoa, man. Um, yeah, this is... Um, I, I, I do think it's it's definitely... If this is a freshman effort, and I think he was in a band before this, the Reostatics, right? I mean, we fucking Corky and the don't. Juice Pigs. Corky and wow. the Juice Pigs, too, he was in, right. Yeah. But um, So he was in a couple bands, so he knows how to write a song, presumably. But for a freshman <laughs> effort, like, this is great. And this was actually I, I written think. in the hospital. It was? Yeah, when he was in the hospital. Jesus. According to the autobiography, or the biography of the Bare Naked Ladies You Bought Me. Okay. <laughs> did, you, did you read this? <laughs> I read the parts related to this song. Okay. <laughs> I'm so delighted that you read some of that. That's, you, are, you have the most... It's hard to get through because he writes in present tense, which always bothers me. Oh, right. You've told me about this before. You hate present tense. I don't hate present tense, but it's like strike one for a story. Okay, got you. Like, it's not going to make me stop reading, but like if it's in present... I'm like, this is you're doing it... You have to be able doing it for a reason. Sure, And sure. I just... If you're not doing it for a reason, then I don't... It, it bothers me. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, like I was reading the lyrics. I read the lyrics. I I, I remember because I I loved this album as a kid, um, but I didn't quite remember this song. And I read the lyrics, and I was like, "Oh, this is a shorty to end the album," because the, there's not many lyrics, mm-hmm. right? We've pretty <laughs> much covered the whole thing, <laughs> and yet <laughs> this is a six-minute song. I wanted more. <laughs> yep. I want a thirty-minute song of Hidden Sun. Ugh. <laughs> In my notes, I have, okay, so 308 is, like, my hard edit radio cutoff. The DJ is definitely <laughs> talking over, like, all the chorus in the background, and then, like, right. Offspring comes on next or something. It's <laughs> God, following this up with All I Want or something, that's a great <laughs> fucking cutoff. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like, it's just, like, and I, I do, I appreciate that he is... Like not m- making it a bare naked ladies. Like he's mm-hmm. he's it's it's intentionally slow and paced mm-hmm. and but boy is it like the 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 amount of of content to yeah, vamping. Mean, I'm definitely gonna look up a lot more thin buckle songs now. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. This is like I really enjoyed this one. Yeah. Um. But I don't tip my hand on the rating. Truly, yeah. This is. Uh, I, I did think that, that some of it was weird caveman language, like, saw a falling leaf, good luck, jump to grab, much to our surprise, a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? Saw a falling leaf, good luck, jump to grab, much to our surprise, a butterfly. Uh, yeah, like I'm clear. all about like I tell people all the time I'm like you know lyrics don't have to be complete sentences but then I'm like but they should at least be <laughs> maybe a bit fuller than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's all 
understandable, but when you take it out of the the song, which you I guess you shouldn't do, of course, it becomes insane. Yeah, caveman language. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's just there's not a whole lot. Kev is just a slow singer. Maybe he was the inspiration for slow motion Walter, the fire mm. engine guy from our last song. Um, but yeah, this is a this is a a, a long strange way to end this album. Um, speaking with the understanding of the rest of the album, Evan, did you feel like this was this this warranted the end of the album, or should this have been a B side, or um, what did you think? I think it was per. I think it was exactly where it needed to be. Really, personally, I mean, it wouldn't really fit on the album mm-hmm. because it's not. It doesn't really carry the tone of any of the other songs, right? Or even the writing style, obviously, because he's a different person. Sure, like writing. Sure, he writes. I mean, his writing is fundamentally different than Steve's, and fundamentally different than Ed's. Like Ed would have made some sort of like pun. <laughs> yeah, in this, absolutely. In this fucking song, and then Steve would have talked about how he deserved to die of cancer. Yeah, yeah, so, very self pitying. Yeah. <laughs> so like again, it's uh, or Steve would have inserted a girlfriend who's watching. The song would have been watching him die. It wouldn't be about would, about, would be about watching someone die yes. of cancer, not being able to help them, and feeling worthless because of it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if Kev had not made it, there there would be a song called Hidden Sun that would be a yeah. very self pitying song about watching your friend die. Yeah. And I'm again, sure. this this it didn't. It isn't a bare naked lady song to me. Right. Like it's very it's very different than any bare naked lady song I've heard up to this point. Yes. But and we're gonna hear more a lot like I this can't in the wait. Future. Okay. <laughs> like here's, here's one of my notes I wrote was it is exhausting to have a take about every song. Because right? <laughs> <laughs> this song, I mean, it is kind of just like, okay, I, I took it in. Like, did I like it? Did I hate it? I mean it was it was good. Was it a bare naked lady song? I don't fucking know, man. What does that mean? <laughs> like do they do they have to have well, a in brand? As much, in, yeah, in as much as the as bare naked ladies has a brand, this is not it. Yeah. Um at this point. Right. Right. Yeah. This is a it's, this is a it's departure. Not comedy a, rap. It's not country. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean it's they've written songs with, with like emotional heft. Sure. But th- not this kind. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I just love listening to you guys talk about them like they're the Beatles and how like each person has their own corner and that I got Ringo's song. Uh, <laughs> you kind of did, but then Ringo becomes George later somehow. I don't know. Like, yeah. Oh, fair. All right. Yeah. yeah. George George quits because he was found with too much cocaine. I don't know. There's no one to one, unfortunately. <laughs> but I did. Cocaine oh, I, was his Yoko Ono. Was, cocaine was, they could be his Yoko Ono. I hate that you said the Beatles because I wrote in my notes, the outro could be a Beatles song at three-fourths speed. <laughs> because when they're, just, <laughs> when they're doing like the sun, sun, sun. Oh, man, yes. <laughs> Uh, no, there's so many. I gotta. I've gotta be honest. Like, there's so many things about that song where I'm like, oh, you're just pulling Bowie. Oh, you're just pulling. Uh, I'm not in love sure. from the '80s. Like, you're pulling standing outside of a broken phone booth with money in my hand. Right. For the piano parts. Yeah. It feels. It feels very pastiche of different uh, influences. Yeah. That's awesome because we never really ha- we have we've had people who like are kind of musicians on the show before, but never anyone with the actual, with actual musical chops, I think. <laughs> like we have, we've never had a musician musician on. <laughs> I mean, we have. Don't say that. Cause some of my friends who are musicians have been on this show. Oh, I don't know. That's okay. It's fine. Well, I've never had it. No, I'm but on my business have... card, I do say musician oh, twice. Very go- so, oh, do you really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Musician, musician. They're musicians. <laughs> oh, sure, absolutely. So we've never, I don't ever had anyone talk about like the, the influence, the musical influences in that, way so i'd sure. actually like to hear a bit more of that 
Uh, oh, <laughs> not boy, from, not boy, have you, I gotten those. Hey, hey, let me, I'll, I'll pick out a random note. Sure. Uh, major sevenths, ninths. Save it for the jazz band, mister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you tell him, Scott. <laughs> okay, never mind. I don't want to hear It's not nice. It's unkind. Uh, yeah. No, it's totally I, – I, I think it's interesting to have these sort of takes because I think to an untrained ear, this song does sound uh, like kind of like lush and complicated and mm. like uh, – especially it when is... you when you compare it with all like the, kind of the appetizers that we've had beforehand of like comedy rap. But uh-huh. then I think hearing it <laughs> isolated by a trained ear, I don't know. It, uh, it is lush and it is uh, interesting and it like – for me, the only thing that's missing is like – it's like someone made a bunch of interesting scraps of fabric, mm. but then made a really crappy quilt from them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is, it is, it, it's just, it's a strange song. And I, I can see both sides of it. I can see thinking that it's a weird pastiche and I could see enjoying it on its merits. But for me, it's just like, it's a weird way to end the album. I don't know. Like, it's not a bad song, but it was a bad bare naked ladies song in a lot of ways. I don't know. I would have expected them to end on a laugh. Yeah, me too. I mean, but this is them getting into their, because a lot of the messages on this album are like, how are we ever going to match one week? We did one week and now we're, are we washed up? Maybe we are. And then this is them saying like, well, instead of that route, let's go down the route of being serious musicians and serious artists, which is a weird turn for sure. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, I think they tried that to a bit with uh, maybe you should drive and then went back. They yeah well, they course quickly, corrected quickly quickly reversed course right yeah and I mean their hit came shortly after mm-hmm. so probably good that they did course correct but it's it's weird to see them turn back again which is mm-hmm. I guess not crazy well, a lot I mean, of bands, bands have different bands eras. evolve right yeah yeah I mean, you've got to you just can't play the same thing sure. actually you can you can just play the same thing over and over and over again <laughs> it's true can we can we just like pause for a moment and go like yeah but you named your band the bare naked ladies you don't get to be serious god that's you've true. sort of cursed yourself yeah like would you have wanted the cherry pop and daddies to write like a slow ballad <laughs> i love that idea that's that is very true god can you ever redeem yourself if you've badly named your band when you were a teenager it's it's such a curse because you know they didn't like think it out long term no one ever does it's just you get lucky if you named your band nirvana or yeah. if you named them oh man bare naked ladies but yeah I, yeah, yeah. And, but then i don't know because let's turn around and go back to the beatles for a second which is a fucking dumb pun like a dumb stupid pun, pun. you're yeah. absolutely right <laughs> right and somehow yeah i don't know that's a weird yeah. that's, that's an interesting choice though um so just a couple random notes here and there that i had um I thought the reverb was weird experimental. It's the whole song. It's not like a section. Um, he does it the whole time, which I thought would get grading after a while. But no, I, I, I was totally okay with that. Um, hmm. He has that, that unique, weird voice. I, we always compare him to a baby bird. And I, <laughs> I feel like he kind of like is living up to that on this vocal track, right? Yeah. And is this the... Which singer is this? So this is the, the keyboardist again. His, his name's Kevin. Kevin okay, so it is the keyboardist actually singing yes. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he sings good. I'm actually, I'm surprised. I thought that was uh, one of the lead singers, oh. but I guess now they're all lead singers. <laughs> Basically, yeah. 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 I mean, they all can sing. Yeah, their bassist. <laughs> <laughs> their bassist had a couple tracks on previous albums. Their drummer, we'll see coming up, but not yet. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they've all oh, had wow. their shot. 
Um, yeah, um, this is uh, uh, the, those little soft uh, harmonies during the final chorus were really super mm-hmm. sweet, right? I thought those were probably the, the part of the song that warmed my heart the most. I don't think Steve is anywhere on this track unless he's in those harmonies. So their their usual lead singer uh, is just kind of absent on this one because he really doesn't play an instrument that isn't played better by other members of the band, right? <laughs> so <laughs> he's just sort of on the sidelines here, which is very uh, very huh. weird. Um, yeah, there's there's a great electric bass on the outro that like it's very soft and low in the mix, but goddamn, I loved that so much. It, it reminded me a lot of uh, When You Dream. Oh, the, yeah. Yeah, the last song from the previous album. Um, uh, I think hmm. that's about... So would you? So if you could, would you, would you say When You Dream is a better ending than... Hmm. Let's, do, let's do a comparison of last tracks. Fuck. Let's exclude Scott entirely and do a comparison of a track. Fine, I'll just sit in the corner. <laughs> just a uh, quick one. Just, yeah, very, very quickly, I think Hidden Sun is better. Mm-hmm. Because Hidden Sun is more put together i feel like it has it has a message and maybe it takes a little digging to get to that message but when you dream was just garbage like random yeah, and also but but it's a when you dream is sort of the, the same sort of i feel like both steve and kev were trying to kind of aiming at the same target yeah, serious musicianship right sure like yeah a, like, uh, adult like, contemporary <laughs> and, it ended, and, and so they have a they have a history of ending down yeah, yeah they guess they, i guess that's true what was the last song on on uh on uh uh uh, Born on a Pirate Ship, do you remember? Shoebox, yeah. which is not a downer yeah, track. it's not a downer. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think they're they're just kind of all over the place. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if they have a real theme here yet. But um, yeah, I don't know. Do you think there's any meaning with this being a hidden track from the last track, which was Tonight is the Night I Fell Asleep at the Wheel, where clearly we have a person dying, and then mm-hmm. this is the afterlife? Could that be the thematic? Does this song sound like heaven to you? No. 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 Okay, never mind. <laughs> well, and fuck being that. Being in the hospital with cancer does not sound like heaven for me. <laughs> but I'm, I will tell you right, there's no way heaven has a piano solo after one verse before introducing the chorus. <laughs> we got to get to this piano solos. There should be eight of them, and they should be immediate. <laughs> yeah, that's a strange choice. Um, I loved, uh, that, loved that chorus, though. Yeah, go ahead. What, what are the notes? Dude, it's such a good chorus. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. The chorus for this one is, I mean... They're good at choruses, right? What do you think? Like, what do you think a, the hidden sun is? That's a good question. Um, I mean, is it like a spirit? Is it a soul? Is like the, it like the human? The it, like the indomitability of human, the human spirit. Yeah, your drive. Your I don't know something that burns. What burns? <laughs> is this the riddle corner? <laughs> but never does any harm <laughs> to anyone. <laughs> um, oh, an electric candle. That's God. Uh, the, <laughs> the hidden sun. Um, yeah, Scott. Uh, what else did you have in terms of like bits and bobs notes uh, here and there? So yeah, the, for lyrics, like I never understood the "it doesn't harm anyone" thing because I'm like, it's just like the worst you could experience is a sunburn. There's yeah. nothing that the sun <laughs> really does to you. Sure. So I thought, thought that was a weird choice. No, and I love like the hidden sun thing of like, oh, everyone has a little warmth radiating within them that is self-contained, and like you make it yourself, sure. and like 
you know, I love that idea. I thought, like, again, the metaphor is great. Uh, this song is, like, a testament to the verses not mattering. Because like, I love that chorus, and I'm into it. And then, like, he could have said anything in the verses, and I would have been like, oh, is it about... Well, now that I know what it, the context is, mm-hmm. like, you could kind of be, like, fluttering waves, and I'd be like, because it's the cancer. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I... I did not like the verse lyrics uh, because I felt like I wasn't understanding them. And then I looked them up and read them and I was like, no, I'm understanding them just fine. <laughs> yeah. Understanding takes two very different connotations in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm reading, I'm reading my notes and clearly I vacillated because I have lines that are like, oh, this is a nice earnest song. I can't be mad at this. Yeah. And then I'll be like, and now it's done on that chord set with no <laughs> resolution, but not in a fun way. Uh. Well, c- so I think I, I like what they were going for more than what they did. Sure. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's it's interesting because I think that, uh, I mean, you picked up on a lot of the musicality that I think we didn't. There was a weird, at the very end, there's like a, a music box or something if you turn it up. And there's like these weird, terrifying three notes that form a strange chord. Um, <laughs> oh. I, I, yeah, I don't, it's, I'm, I'm going to put, I'm going to insert it here and I'm going to turn it way up, listeners. So there's going to be a bunch of static. Uh, yeah, just really, really bizarre. Hmm. Um, yeah, maybe some the cancer returning. I don't know. Like, yeah. could this be? What's what's a metaphor? What's well, not a metaphor? It, hey, you're never. You, it's all. Jeez. You're always just in remission, right? You're never. You're never free of it. Ugh. You can wow. never get free of cancer. Really? Yeah. I mean, oh. it can come back. This is the Know Nothing Science podcast, Ev. No, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, man, I did not sign up for yeah. this. That is. Uh, <laughs> I work adjacent to a cancer hospital. Oh, that's right. Yes. And therefore you absorb by osmosis. The, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, the basic, the basic things of cancer. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Uh, okay. Um, Ev, if you would hmm? do me this honor. Happily. How is this song like Harry Potter? As you well know, Maroon came out <laughs> in the year 2000, which is also when the Harry Potter movies went into production. So the vernacular ladies being huge Potterheads, wrote all the songs in this album about Harry Potter. Specifically, this song is about Neville Longbottom. <laughs> Neville Longbottom is tr- wow. truly the hidden son of the series. If you remember back at the the um, the prophecy that caused Voldemort to attack Harry, uh, Professor Trelawney gave the prophecy uh, about about Voldemort being destroyed by a child. Sure, uh, the child uh, Neville actually shares Harry's birthday. Uh huh. So he Neville could have been. Neville could Neville, Neville could have been the boy. Sure. And the only thing that presumably made Harry the chosen one was that Voldemort went after him instead of Neville. Okay. And Neville is actually. I feel like a much more ethical and much better character. <laughs> sure, he doesn't grow up to be he a had, well. He had a, a much, football jock cop. He had a much rougher childhood. <laughs> sure. First off, I mean, so Harry's parents were killed by Voldemort. Uh huh. Neville's parents were tortured into insanity by Bellatrix Lestrange. Jesus fucking Christ! So they're still out there being crazy. <laughs> oh God, really? Yeah, they Fuck. were. They're just in Saint Mungo's, like getting the best care they can, Yikes. but they are just gibbering wrecks. Um, he was raised by his grandmother, who was about as cruel to him as the Dursleys were to Harry Potter. Fuck. Um, he grew up in his parents' shadow. His parents were, unlike 
Lily and James, who were who the fuck knows what they were. Um, his Neville's parents were Aurors, so they were very famous Aurors who uh, basically got taken down by Bellatrix Lestrange. Uh-huh. So Augusta Longbottom, Neville's grandmother, was by all accounts a very hard woman, and um, Neville she thought Neville was a squib at first. That's a squib as being a someone born to a wizarding family without any magic. Oh, okay, got it. So, so the they, they of a kept muggle. doing things to him okay. to see if he was magic, such as throwing him off a pier <laughs> as a baby. Wow. He almost drowned. Or dangling him from an, a window in a in like a third floor uh, building. His uncle oh. did that and then accidentally dropped him. But he bounced, which is how they knew he was magic. What the fuck? This is real lore? This is real That's Is lore. this Pottermore stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I, J.K. Rowling is still out there. <laughs> He's writing more wow. about Neville every day. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, um, Neville is... This, this song sort of a metaphor about Neville coming into his own, not just uh, physically, but as a wizard. Because he uh-huh. starts out kind of kind of soft-spoken shy sort of sort of henpecked so the falling leaf becoming a butterfly is a metaphor for neville's interest and aptitude for herbology which is sort of his uh (laughs) like his man his pivot into becoming wizard because it's the first thing he he's into that he's good at and he can so he becomes it he becomes a butterfly which allows him to sort of like coming out of his cocoon he has this new confidence (laughs) uh to take part in the order and all the various battles he comes braver and more self-confident um he actually, I think, is almost, he's braver than Harry Potter because he stands up to Voldemort, like, one-on-one after Harry is presumed dead. Okay. Like, everyone else, Voldemort's like, bow down, little boys sure. and girls and Hogwarts, <laughs> and Neville's like, we will not do it. So you know what they did? They put the sorting hat on his head and light it on fire. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember <laughs> Then that. he pulls the sword out and kills Nagini, which oh, is nice. Voldemort's okay. last horcrux. But, um, so he's in the Department of Mysteries. He's actually threatened by the Cruciatus curse, the same thing that his parents were okay. uh, threatened with, were driven insane by. So it's like, a car killed your parents, and then someone holds a car to your head. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but uh, sure. but so he's he's he still says to Harry, don't I don't care, let like let her torture me to death because uh, you're too, you're too important or something like that. So his bravery and he stands up to fucking Death Eaters multiple times so, in the series. So I understand the butterfly part. So oh. what's the hidden sun? Oh, the hidden sun is Neville. Neville is the hidden sun. He's the <laughs> hidden hero in the entire oh. thing. And also the hidden sun is his is his bravery that's been inside him the whole time. Oh. I and, like that. And she held me and showed me the beauty of the human heart. Is of course referring to Hannah, Hannah Abbott, yeah, who of is fucking course, <laughs> who is Neville's who is Neville's wife. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Her uh, mother was also murdered by Death Eaters. So. Uh, right. Well, that's how you hook up with yep. somebody. You have the similarly murdered mothers. Um, yeah. Horrifying. She was the prefect of Hufflepuff. Okay. Oh, is there more? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, that's you. Okay. You're fine. Did you have more? I could I could go on. For go a while, on, please. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. That's enough. <laughs> Tell me about Angela. It lands very. What was her name? Hannah Abbott. Hannah Abbott. Um, Scott, agree, disagree. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> no, like that is amazing. Uh, I, you know what? For I cannot, out of context, disagree sure. at all. And I will say, like, hell yeah, Neville's brave. If and I think it's funny that like. Harry Potter spends eight movies having people tell him how great and powerful and wonderful he is, and Neville has none of yeah. that and is still brave. Yeah. So, like, yeah, go He's ham. Hidden son. He's hidden <laughs> Therefore, he is a hidden son. <laughs> Truly the hero. Oh, goodness. Ev, that yeah. brings the Harry Potter reads to a close. I think so. We're done talking about Harry Can't Potter. Wait no to more see what their next album's about. <laughs> oh, boy. Have uh, to figure, figure it out. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and move on to rating this song. 
So, uh, this song we rate on our usual scale, which is bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes this song is wearing, the worse it is. The more naked, the better. As usual, Evan, Mm -hmm. we will start with you. Give our guest a little bit of time to think about his rating, so go for it. So, this song to me, Uh after my dad was in hospice care. (laughs) This is going to be a fun review, isn't it? No, it isn't. I'm sorry. When he died, he was in our house, Uh and we had to, like... We called the people to come and get his body, but before we did that, we cleaned it. Okay. Because, I mean, he's just been in a bed for a couple, sure. a couple of weeks, and there's not really much you can do in a bed. So it's not, it wasn't in the best condition. So we, we stripped him down and, and washed him. And that that's this song for me, basically. <laughs> Stripping down and washing your dead father? Yeah, I mean, because it, this song really had a lot of emotional resonance for me. Like, cancer has figured prominently in my life. So it was naked, but not naked in a way that you enjoyed. Ah. <sighs> It was naked. I did not. Yeah, I was naked, not in a way I enjoyed, but it was necessary. Like, okay. I, I, if I could go back and not have that memory, probably would get that out of my sure. head. Okay. But I really fucking liked this song. Sure. Like it, it. I'm gonna. This is on my playlist, and it's yeah. gonna be on my playlist. Let me. I'm gonna take a different stance from you, and instead of death, I'm going to go with life. This song for me is my newborn child. Uh, and I am, uh, it, he just took a nap. Little and driggle. A, a little driggle. I've woken him up and, oh, I didn't wake him up. Never wake sleeping baby. He's woken up and I'm now changing him. And I take off his onesie. I take off his diaper. And when I take off his diaper, I see that he has had a blast Huge erection. Shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he, so there is. That was something that I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but that was something that I, surprised me is that babies can get erections <laughs> sure. i thought like that shit that shit shouldn't turn on until you're like in your like teens right were you just talking a handful of episodes ago where if you died this would be how your son would remember you yes. is this podcast and you're talking about his erection on it's the really podcast. weird okay um so but it's giving me an election for almost <laughs> half an hour so i uh I, I i take it off and i see that his he's just covered in his own shit right yeah so he's naked balls but, encased but in there's there's a there's a sheen of shit to his nakedness. Right? Is it one of those where it like came up the back a little bit? Oh, it's it's up the back, it's up the front, it's down oh, his legs. Oh, he does that thing where he kicks and oh, gets it yeah. all over himself. Yeah. Oh, it's in his hair. He was taking he was taking a nap in the car seat, so it got down his legs oh. to almost into his feet when that onesie in the baby seat. In the baby seat, <laughs> he got to stand up on his own. <laughs> um, so so this song, I think I agree with you. I think it's pretty naked for me maybe it's still got its socks on or something but it's also covered flecked with poop covered in a, a thick sheen of, of uh green baby shit wow um scott <laughs> naked fully clothed somewhere in between what do you think uh yeah it's uh i'm a little like i said in the midst of this song as i'm listening to it i'm enjoying it and then i'm not mm-hmm. back and forth the whole time i this song is like almost naked in the sense of like look at the beautiful form of the human body but it's still wearing like a stupid (laughs) t-shirt that it just that it just doesn't know it has on do you know what i mean uh so like it's uh it's almost naked but like forgot to take off an item of clothing i think what i what i feel about this song is this every every single person should be trying to write a song that way like i'm glad this guy wrote it i'm glad that he expressed it and everyone should try and write songs that way. I don't want to sing that song mm-hmm. 
but I'm I'm so glad someone else did. <laughs> does that make sense? It it does. I love the. I'm glad you did it, but I don't want to hear it. I don't want to take off my own clothes, but I'm glad there's a naked guy running around. All <laughs> right. It's like. Well, but I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, like I love that. Like, holy crap, you took your tragedy and you you put it down and you you did the process. Right. I love that the song was made. I don't like the end result sure. as much as maybe I want to, but again. Also, now knowing the context and what it is, I'm like, well, I'm an asshole. No. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what? We have the authority to do this. The Bare Naked Ladies officially forgive you for yeah. not liking this song. Oh, thank God. Ego te absolvo. Yeah. And thank Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> yeah. Scott, thank you so much for being yes. on the podcast today. We really appreciate oh, you it. Guys. Yeah. Uh, what do you, thank you, what for do you have to plug? Me. Uh, um, you can listen to Off Book the Improvised Podcast uh, Musical <laughs> Weekly. Sometimes I'm playing on it. Sometimes I'm at home watching my baby. I guess we all have children. Hey, we do. Hey. <laughs> um, and then um, every month you can come see a fully improvised action uh, movie uh, improvised live on stage at UCB Sunset in LA. Oh, cool. Uh, so, yeah. Look it up for times. It's called The Resistance. I don't remember when we're scheduled. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, Scott, thank you so much. We appreciate you being on here, man. Yeah. Thanks, thanks so much. Thanks for having me, you guys. All right. All right. Talk to you later. Take care. Hey, Evan. Hey there. How you been, guy. big boy? I've been... Hey, Evan, which one of us two would win in a fight? Mm, you, for sure. Really? Yeah. Why? Because I wouldn't ever fight you. Oh, that's I would so just sit sweet. there as you beat me to death. Jesus Christ. I wouldn't lift a finger. In fact, I would help you. Horrifying. Yeah. Um. Oh, well, that was a question easily answered. But I mean, then I then I achieved my final form. Uh-huh. That, Ultimate pacifist mode. The prophecy told me that I was going to get killed by a friend. Okay, very good. Very good. You can just you speak directly into that big black thing in front of I like you. To, I like to turn my head and look different directions <laughs> as I talk. That's fun, too. Yeah. It does have a certain appeal to it. Swivel. Yeah, keep swivel your, to the left. Keep your head on swivel, right. boys. That's what they say. You got to look in every direction. You know when the best time to swivel is? When, when you're, you're in, When you're in a chair. When you're in a chair is not bad. You could swivel the shit out of a chair. Yeah, where else do you swivel apart from in a chair? Uh, you keep your head on a swivel when you're... Right, but that's not literal. When else do you literally swivel? I mean, you're... It's kind of... Oh, see, now I'm doing the thing where I'm not talking into the big black Yeah, thing. I feel like swiveling... It, it, the implication that you're turning all the way You around. need a 360 degree to Yes, swivel. you need that range of motion. I feel like... Is it a swivel cone when they... Swirl. Swirl. <laughs> swivel <laughs> cone. That's like where they... Uh, God, it have to like... You have to rotate the cone <laughs> sure. as the, the goop comes out. That's fun. Oh, I'm going to make the world's first squib- squibble cone place. Squibble cone? Case? I told my partner that I was I really wanted to go to a dairy yet. And she said, what's a dairy yet? Just like you're about to say it. I can see the look on your face. Is that term not a known term? Is that like an ice cream place? It's like a little mom and pop, like a shack. That's a dairy yet. You know what I mean? Nope. You don't? Like a, like a, not a Dairy Queen or a Bas- Baskin Robbins, but like a, you know, we went to a place called Double Happy here in Columbus. It's just like a shack and there's only drive through and they serve you out of a window and you get a little cone and. So how is it, how about. is it different than an ice cream place? Cause it's mommy and poppy. They're serving you the ice cream. Is the ice cream better or worse? I mean, usually worse, but. Yeah. That's no, been it's, my experience. It's, I mean, Dairy Queen isn't even. I know someone who is dairy intolerant. What is that called? Lactose intolerant. Lactose intolerant. Uh, who can eat Dairy Queen. Mm-hmm. Because Dairy Queen has no lactose in it. So? It's still good. Sure. I mean, you don't, like, go to Dairy Queen being like, I want to watch my figure. That's true. What, Just, like, like wheel me, swivel me up to the... Uh, <laughs> 
up to the slop tray and squirt that shit right in my mouth, Spin down my throat. Spin you around as you go up to the slop yeah, tray? Yeah, like, it's, it comes out in a perfect throat-shaped tube. That's what I'm saying. It's so a swivel just, coat. You just let your throat relax and then fill up your tum-tum with That's dairy true. juice. Have you ever put your head under any sort of dispenser? Ah, I feel like a woman. <laughs> Why are we doing the Twain cast? What? The Shania Twain podcast? Who's that? How do I explain this? Shania Twain, beautiful woman. Start from the beginning. Okay. I need you to explain it as if you were talking to an alien. The whole universe was in a dark, dense state. Okay. And only 15 billion years ago, the expansion started. Wait. The man who isn't gum, and then he goes into the home. It's not a regular A-side, so I have no idea what the lyrics to the okay. Big Bang Theory theme are. The man, he has a comb, <laughs> and then he goes home. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, and then Shania Twain was born. Okay. Now we have a universe. Oh. You know who else has a universe? No, I, I, I guess I don't. Oh. Well, it's Dave Berman and Michelle Hansen. You know them. Yeah, yeah, they were over at my house the other day. Which one did you like better? We were better? eating hot pretzels. Oh, oh, Bavarian or like hard pretzels that you just put in the microwave? Oh, we, well, it's like a, you put them on the little um, sticks uh-huh. over a fire. Uh-huh. You get a, little, get a little scorch marks on them. How do you put them on the sticks? You kind of just like, you just, set it, you just set it on there, right? Okay, like, sure. you, you have to be careful with it. It's not like you're going to put a stick through a hard pretzel. No, that's ridiculous. You get, them a little, get a little color on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you like those. Which one did it better, Dave or Michelle? Michelle was better at getting color. Dave was better at getting the pretzels out of the fire. <laughs> so Michelle could get them the right color, but just put them in the fire. Yeah, and then she would go, oh, no. <laughs> she never accidentally dropped them in the fire. She yeah. would take them off and go, oh, oh no. <laughs> That's smart. She is just doing it to get your goat. Did it get she... your goat? Yeah, I was fucking pissed. You were goaded. I said, hey, don't, don't come back until you know how to cook a fucking pretzel, Okay. <laughs> Okay, Michelle. You know, those two go back in time to the 1980s. When pretzels were invented. Yes. And I know what you're thinking. It's not for the new season of Stranger Things, Evan. Syndicated Nightmares is back for a second season. Sam's new Coke. They're doing a deep dive into the horror anthology television series, Freddy's Nightmares, set within the Nightmare on Elm Street world. Don't worry about watching the show, because you can't. Just subscribe to the podcast and Dave and Michelle will tell you, you everything you need to know. What do you think Freddy's Nightmares actually are? Like, what is Freddy Krueger scared of? What does he dream about? I don't know. What would Freddy dream about? I mean, he, I don't, does he dream? I think when he dreams, he just ends up in other people's dreams, right? Yeah, but I mean, he's got he's he's got pathos. Not pathos. Uh, he's got like he's a deep-ish character, right? He was a pedophile janitor who yeah. was burned. That's right. A right. No, but like he has like eleven movies about him. Like compared to like a Jason Voorhees or like a um. Jason has like a Michael, fifteen movies. A Michael Myers. I'm just saying, like he like, Freddy has more character. Like he talks and he like he has yeah. a strange degree of hideous yeah. panache and so it feels like he's a more more fleshed out emotionally than the other probably slashers of the, that era. So I think like I don't know. I guess his his fear obviously fire. He would sure. he would, he would not have nightmares about fire. Yes. Um, scare him. Mobs of people. Mobs running of him out of town. The elderly, because he yes. loves children. He hates the elderly. That's his nightmare is looking at things he doesn't feel sexually attracted <laughs> to. Isn't that everyone's nightmare? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, they have special guests from the series themselves sometimes. Oh yeah, which is crazy. That's awesome. Give yourself a chill on these hot summer days by subscribing to Syndicated Nightmares, available through iabdpresents.com. Yabda. Hey, if you're a new podcast network, <laughs> we're looking for a new podcast network. 
IAVD, thanks for the memories. You're in the rear view now, kiddo. Yeah, goodbye. If you're trying to pick us up, get on it, kids. Yeah, don't fall asleep at the wheel, new podcast network, because you have never seen so much blood you're as <laughs> you're going to see when we step into the arena. We, we're past all the stuff that people give a shit about at the Bare Naked Ladies. That's right. It's all downhill, just cruising down a straight old highway to hell. <laughs> yeah. And that's when we start the meat cast. Highway to hell. What, what about the like highway to the danger zone? Uh-huh. Opposite of that. Highway just like safety. Highway to the safety area. Highway to my mom's house. <laughs> yeah. What about it? What was the case? slowly go over to my mom's house. If I put on the danger zone karaoke, could you do a parody right now of the entire song to mama's house? <laughs> no, I couldn't. I bet you I could. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yep. This is our final uh, ad for, for, IABD. <laughs> for IABD. Goodbye, IABD. We're going to send you out in, in the style to which you've become accustomed. Sending you out in style. Here we go. Oh, hold on. Words and music. That MIDI. Okay, so what is it? Highway to the... My mama's house. To my mama's house. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is a three and a half minutes. <laughs> I know. Yeah, see, you didn't really plan this out. Mm-hmm. And it's go. also mostly <laughs> just music. Revving up your engine, listening to her howling roar. It's the same so far. Okay. Nothing new. <laughs> Metal under tension. Going to my mama's door. <laughs> Did you say whore? Door. Highway to my mama's, mama's house. Right into my, my mama's, mama's house. house. <laughs> That's all it is. Uh, yeah. Heading for the TV, spreading out the fridge door. She got you jumping into your old bed, shoving into the dryer all your clothes. <laughs> what? Put all your old clothes on the floor. You're not really doing this Mama's house. house. Take you right, right into your mama's house. You never say hello till you get it on your mama's phone. <laughs> you talk to all your friends from high school as high as Spend you Spend the night alone. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, maybe I'll cut this whole thing. <laughs> anyway, I mean. Or we could redo it again with actually the uh, Thanks a lot. words we just came up with. <laughs> like, like usual, we petered out halfway through. One of Saker's ideas. Bye. Welcome back to It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin that big old wheel. So let's spin it and see what we get. Big old, big old. Big old wheel. If I had a million dollars. How would the subject of this song spend a million dollars? Donate it to cancer research. I think we've been to this before. I don't know that he would donate it, would he? I See, I have a different opinion. I feel like he A million dollars doesn't really go far in cancer research anyway. Say he would want to live his fucking life, right? Because if you just had a brush with cancer, let's say you just got out of the hospital and they're mm-hmm. like, your, your cancer's in remission. Okay, how about, and you went we, to let's, the- let's rephrase this. Okay. So say the person in this, uh, so the narrator of this song is going to die of cancer. Oh. They get to make a wish. Oh. What's their make a wish? I see. Because it's sort of going off of what you were doing, but I sure. wanted to, to ground it in an actual real situation. Sure. Well, I mean, it is kind of a real- Oh, you're right. Yeah, getting out of cancer and then going to the corner store and buying a lottery ticket winning a million dollars. <laughs> That's a real situation. Uh, okay, you're right. So make a wish. Lightning can't strike twice. 
So if this guy got a Make-A-Wish, what would he want to do? He would want to go... Um, there's like that documentary about that family that adopted a goose or some shit. <laughs> like those go- goslings or whatever. I love how dismissive... I don't know, they fucking adopted a goose or some well, like shit. They, like the mom died or something and they had the goslings and oh. like they didn't know how to like migrate or something so the dipshit gets in a plane and like flies with them and like the really? geese are flying. It's a good scene where he's flying but I feel like this guy wants to do that but for monarch butterflies. Because you know like they migrate like across the fucking country down to like Mexico and Arizona and stuff like that. So, sure. So he wants to like fly with the monarchs. Uh-huh. So he gets like a, a... They like strap him into a hang glider or something or like a kite because he's lost so much weight. Sure. <laughs> and he just kind of like glides down there with the monarchs he's like connected to it's like one of those uh um the sea dews you see like where the bo- the boat's pulling it and uh it's got it's like up in the air and they're like oh yeah, 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 yeah but it's on the land so he's got like a jeep wrangler or something okay. he's driving and this thing's like flying around he's just like surrounded by butterflies yeah i like that um and i think he he definitely he wants to lead them to a better place right he's leading the monarch butterflies right. and then after he gets done He's like, wow, that was fun. I had a great time today. And then he looks in his book and he sees that the lifespan of a monarch butterfly is two to six weeks. So he then has a deep depression where he realizes- Is it two to six weeks? I, I Yeah. During, oh, during the summer breeding season, monarchs live for only two to six weeks. But the monarchs wow. that migrate to Mexico in the fall are different. Uh, they're alive for a year, it looks like. Oh, well. Yeah, but I'm like- still- <laughs> Still, it's a very... All right, come on, guys. I gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. I got two weeks to make it to Mexico. (laughs) But like, yeah, do you think... I think I I like that idea. And then he falls back into his his deep deep depression depression. once he realizes that it's uh, everything dies. That the world is nihilistic. Or he's nihilistic because the world is cruel. Right? Beautiful things cannot stay. Well, that's sort of the thing of beauty, right? Beauty has to be ephemeral. And then he's like, I'm going to get... I'm going to get my mind off those monarch butterflies and read this book, The Outsiders. And (laughs) (laughs) nothing gold can stay, Pony Boy. Oh, okay. He just keeps encountering that lesson over and over again in different formats. Oh, now I'm going to, I don't know, I want to wash my cotton candy before I eat it, so let me dip it in this stream. Oh, no. (laughs) I didn't, nothing gold can stay seems kind of like a, a broken metaphor because that's the thing about gold, like it doesn't rust or tarnish. Yeah, weirdly, I think that's like a metaphor in a metaphor, right? Like, I mean, because you said stay golden, pony boy. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a mystery. It's like a, it's in context, it makes sense, but like just out of context. <laughs> gold things like, can't stay. Yeah, yeah they, they stay gold. They, they stay better than any other metal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Nothing concrete can stay. <laughs> that's kind of true. You know, a wise man once said, every castle is a sand castle if you wait long enough. Mm. Hashtag the crypto naturalist. <laughs> I wonder. Jared, is it fun to be shouted out on this podcast so often? Tweet back at us with the hashtag, it's fun, or hashtag, please stop. Yeah. Um, So, is that all he does with a million dollars as he flies with the monarchs? I don't know. I that was my idea. Oh Yours sure. Was, okay, so I yes ended it, but you're right. That wasn't enough. You yes ended it with an out, reading the outsiders. Yeah. It's like oh, on my way back home, I'll pick up a book at the bookstore. Um, I think he wants to. I think he buys a car park and converts it to a laser tag facility. Or a he converts it to a uh, like animal shelter. Oh, an animal shelter. Oh, a car park animal shelter. That's interesting. He endows it. Seven floors of puppies. Oh, what? So a car park to you is what? A car park is a, a parking facility. Right. Is, right? It like, is it like just a blacktop facility with parking on it? Or is it like a multi-level facility? Multi-level. That's what you're seeing? I just saw like a parking lot. 
Oh, a car park. I think that's like a Canadianism, right? We don't oh. really say car park here in the States. Yeah, but you or know. The, at least the Midwest, I should say. Yeah, I, I think my understanding of what a car park is comes from the video game Perfect Dark. Which Where was, everything has to rhyme. Yeah, I get it. There was a, <laughs> car was park, a, got dogs park, perfect dark. Yep, I know the rhyme. <laughs> you got it. Car park, an area or building where cars or other vehicles may be left temporarily. Okay. A parking lot or parking garage. Yeah, so I mean, I, I figured they were both right. It's yeah. just like referring to a parking yeah. facility. Yeah. yeah, okay. So. Uh, okay, yeah, and he makes the dog bark car park. <laughs> yep, perfect dark. Perfect, <laughs> perfect dark, dark remake. Yes. Right. Um, yeah, that's what he does. That's what he does. If he had a million dollars, that's how he'd spend it. Now's the time in the show when we take an email from our friends, our fans, our little babies. Come and uh, be my baby. You'll always be my baby, like oh. Mariah Carey. Uh, we are finishing off um, this mm-hmm. album, mm-hmm. Ma- Ma- Moom, with a bang. With so a bang. we're going to do uh, a friend, uh, Tammy, Tim Tam. Tim uh, Tam. That's how she signed all her emails. Good deal. Um, sent us in seven question emails. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So we are going Tammy, to Tammy, you do- are... A- Acting above and beyond. <laughs> we're gonna do. We're gonna do a lightning round. Oh God! Okay. <laughs> great, 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 so, great. You have to answer these as quickly as you can. No, not as quickly. You only get one sentence. Okay. All right. That's fine. Um. Here's the first one. I love listening to you guys, and since you're running low on questions, I'm sending in questions as asked. Oh, and then we're just gonna burn through them all and be <laughs> running low on questions again. Well, Good plan, Saker. Now we have a surplus a little bit, okay. but then soon Tammy will need to send in 900 more, <laughs> more questions. questions. <laughs> well, because here's here's the alternative. Thank number one. Tammy, thank, thank you. you. Number two, we could answer seven Tammy questions in seven <laughs> consecutive episodes. Just everything for everyone is all Tammy. All everything the to time. Tammy. I kind of like that as a thematic. Like, do you think we should just save them all for the first seven episodes of everything to everyone? Well, she'll need to send in a couple more questions so we can do one for every track. I'm actually down with that. So we're bullying Tammy into sending us more questions. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a good response You're to right. uh, all let's right, just let's lightning just, round. Let's lightning round. <clears throat> If this song was the theme song to some point in your life, what would you be remembering? My dad's death. My dad's death. Good. <laughs> Both of us have the same answer. Uh, the next one. More questions. If this was your walk-up music as a wrestler, what would your name be? Bonus question. Would wrestler... Uh, what what uh, band member, what would their wrestler names and themes be? Which I think we did before. Right. So uh, what would your name be if your walk-up music was inside? I'd be the butterfly. That's not... And I'd walk up in a... And I'd walk up in a... like <laughs> Very good. I'd be carried out in a cocoon. Sure. From which I would crawl towards the stage in like a sleeping bag. <laughs> uh-huh. And then on the stage, I would rip it out. Like like Hulk Hogan rips off his shirt. Sure. That would be my way. was ripping out of sure. the cocoon. It's the slowest entrance. You have to like work <laughs> And I'm way. covered in grease. And um, like like all sorts of stuff, and then I have those two poof yeah. on my wings, <laughs> and uh, you have to be very careful when you're wrestling me because if you tear my wing, I just lay on the ground sure. and flop around. You would, so. are you are you at all worried about legal infringement from the Venture Brothers? Uh, oh, the Monarch? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Okay, all right. Uh, I would be uh, the Cancerian, uh, and I would wear a, uh, a hospital gown out and carry my IV. Cancerian? Yeah. Oh, a, man, oh. <laughs> a person who has cancer, the Cancerian. The way you said it, it made no sense to me, but when I said it, it made sense. I just, I just mansplained myself. Yes, sure, you did. <laughs> um, if you had to make and sell toys or action figures of each of the BNL boys, describe what toy each band member would be. What toy they would be. I don't even understand. <laughs> they would each be action figures. So maybe what... what like karate chop action, right? So each of them has a thing they can do or they come with a prop or something, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, 
Ty, he's got where if you pull the arms back, they slam down, down, right? He's got drumstick action. Or he's got like a vibrator in the back. So he like, you set him down on any sort of surface and he's got the drumstick. So he just goes. Sure. Okay. He's like, he's like the drumming equivalent of chattery teeth. And he's the, he's the one that adults buy at the store. And everybody's like, wow, we ran out of ties quicker than any <laughs> other good <laughs> lady. How strange. Um, Kev. He Kev, w- <laughs> Kev has a flying saucer. <laughs> Okay, so Kev comes with Gordon, like a little miniature uh, Gordon. Well, he is Gordon. Yeah, he comes with a little flying saucer because he needs to go home. Okay, I like that. Uh, Jim Cregan comes with... Actually, I think... You you're not buying the Jim Cregan action figure. You're buying the double base action figure, which comes with a miniature Jim Cregan. <laughs> or Jim Cregan turns into a double base. Oh, like, it's like a, a transform- transformer, <laughs> and then he's a double base. I love that. Um, yeah. Uh, or uh, yeah, he's a single base. But if you combine him and Andy Cregan and together, you get base. the double base. Uh, Stephen Page. Stephen Page is a talking car. Okay, Stephen Page is a talkback. Uh, you can oh, talk into yeah. him and, and record it, repeat, it. it. Repeats it. He repeats it back, but way more depressing. <laughs> you say like, "I had bologna for lunch today," and he goes, "I had bologna for lunch today, and it's slowly killing me." Yeah, n- <laughs> lots of nitrates in bologna. Yeah, but it does it in Stephen Page's voice. Yeah, absolutely. And Ed. Ed would... I feel like Ed is one of those ones where you like squeeze the legs and his head spins around really fast. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> he's, he's a weirdo. He's like a googly googly guy. Done. He's got like 60... He's like an inspector gadget okay. figure. So he's got like his arms extend. Sure. His head spins around. Sure. Like if you pull sure. up in his chest, it's full of like computer chips or something. I don't know. Uh, okay, ready? Question four. Oh, Jesus. If this song was played in a show from your childhood, what show would it be? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, This show for me... Oh, anyone. Um, God, this is tough. Because, like, what? there has to be a very special episode of... Yeah. Oh, this is the very special episode of Saved by the Bell when Jesse gets Were addicted. Were they all ritualistically murder Zach because he's the worst person? Yep, that's the one. Like, yeah, Zach when, Morris when you kill Zach Morris, all your lives will get functionally better. <laughs> that's where the whole, the whole town of Bayside gets together and they all kill Zach Morris. They're like... Destroy Zach Morris and then bury his body out like in the on the you beach or something. You just fucking went off on Zach Morris. He's, I mean, he's the impetus for the narrative, like him fucking up and trying to cover his own thing and like sociopathically outing his friends. Holy is, like the Christ. impetus for most of the episodes. I do not remember he this. He's not a good person. Okay, say it by the bell. If you had a chance to change any one thing about this song to make it better or worse, what would oh, you change? Oh, uh, I want to make it worse. <laughs> love that idea. this song's about clowns <laughs> i would just add in through the entire song yeah i wouldn't the... make it about cancer i'd make it about clowns so they'd be referring to clowns and everything uh, but suddenly things become unclown unclown <laughs> stumbling um, upon a tightrope uh, okay around on shaky shaky ground yeah good um but this song is a metaphor so it can already apply to clowns if you want it to you know I probably could do that, but I need about a half an hour to (laughs) figure it out. Next one. If you got a chance to ask the band one question, what would you ask? Why haven't you been on my show? (laughs) Will you please listen to my podcast? When did you first hear Bare Naked Ladies? (laughs) (laughs) What's your history? I know you've heard one week on the radio, but... um, Final one. If you had to do a mashup with this song and another song, what song would you choose? And, uh, ooh, as a bonus... This, if the second song has to be another Benny Good Ladies song, what song would it be? Kay. So I would say When You Dream, because yeah. I think they're very similarly yeah, paced. I would, I would strip out everything in When You Dream, except for like the uh, wispy, 
intro sure and then like the sound effects okay all right like i feel like that could give a bit of depth to this song i don't think this song needs depth sure like i don't think you're looking for that but i think the more fun question is what what regular what other song would you mash it up with oh uh, i think there's a a lot to go on here i would do a jimmy buffett mashup (laughs) hey margaritaville and hidden sun (laughs) is that jimmy buffett yeah 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 um, that's not bad. I'm trying to think of like a legitimate, um, I would do Down Easter Alexa by Billy Joel. Uh, it's a song about how hard it is to be a fisherman. But also the fisherman has cancer too. The fisherman also has cancer. <laughs> so yeah. it's about him going out on his last fishing. He something he knows is going to be his last Fuck. fishing ship and what's going to happen to his boat. Oh because man. Because the song's about how much he loves his fucking boat and how yeah. hard it is to be I a mean, fisherman. Yeah. So he has no fam. Well, he does have, I got... He's got a Bills wife to and pay kids. and children who need yeah, food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe not a wife, but yeah, he's got children yeah. who need food. Yeah. Children so, who need clothes. Children who need clothes. A flying fish. Good luck, jump to grab. <laughs> Much to my surprise, a halibut. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Hey, Tammy. Hey, Tammy. Thanks for... <laughs> thanks I'm sure, for I'm sure you're just sitting there stewing as we burn through a lot of good questions. Those are all good. Like the assholes we were. I mean, we never promised to be good people. No, it's true. If you want to send us questions that we can tear through on the show, send them to it's all been done podcast at gmail.com. Ev. Crum. <laughs> we, we did it. What? Another episode in the bowl, as they say. That's what I always say. Flush it down. (laughs) Flush it down. Uh, Next week, we are going to be flushing down Maroon. We're going to resequence it. We're going to kind of talk about it, where it falls in the pantheon of albums so far. And we're going to have a weirdly requested segment. We are going to be reviewing the tour documentary, Bare Naked in America. It'll be both of our first times watching it. Uh, So if you want to... uh, Bare Naked in America. Whoa! Uh, if you want to watch it to prepare for next week, uh, go for it, and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> Good on you, bud. It'll be, yeah, you can do whatever you want. I, we don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. um, we don't tell you what to do. <laughs> you can get with us on Facebook. I'm a fucking cop. <laughs> it's all been done. A very good ladies podcast. Twitter at been done pod. Evbo. Yeah, man. What's your plug? My plug is any day coming any day now. Okay. Order it on Amblom. <laughs> I just have to wait for it. Yep, Amblom. I'm sorry. Amablom.com. <laughs> and what can you do on Amablom.com? Oh, you can get anything you want, buddy. It's very much like Zombo. Zombocom. Do you remember Zombocom? Oh, you, everything is Zombocom. Everything. Does that still exist? Let's see. And I'm going Someone's to... still paying the hosting fees for Zombocom. <laughs> I'm going to sing uh, a parody of Kenny Loggins' uh, Danger Zone while we're doing this. Uh, oh, well, here we go still around wow zombocom still still kicking unreal who the fuck is paying for zombo well it's probably the the guy or person probably programmed it themselves so that like they don't have to like pay for they only pay for hosting so it's like 13 dollars a year on godaddy or something yeah that's true um okay well zombocom pays for itself we plugged zombocom today i guess there's no ads on zombocom they could be making it pays for itself that's not how you can't just have a successful website written into the hard code of the internet we have a successful podcast and it's not paying for itself no no it's not we sold a second t-shirt holy and the person who bought it i didn't tell you this added us on twitter he wore it to the bernie ladies concert oh dan thank you you're a good man and we appreciate it it's a wonderful picture and uh a woohoo to you my friend i haven't seen a penny from those shirts sake or you're holding back my royalties (laughs) get like a dollar (laughs) 70 per shirt Well, whatever. Okay, I'll give you 50 cents after this record today. Fucking right. Ev.
85 cents. That's half of a dollar seventy. But we owe a little bit to George. Uh, fair enough. He actually, we should just give it all to George. Okay, <laughs> George, we're giving you three dollars and forty cents coming you up. For got a it. I'm Saker. I'm Emma. See you again. Emma.